There are promises for you in the Bible. And when you trust that they will come to pass, when you live in the light of God, and when you follow him in your free time, you receive it. Focus on God when free. Welcome to Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the word. And I remember when my dad first asked me if I wanted to preach this Sunday. And the first thing that I replied with was, let me pray about it. Because similarly to how he had to pray to see who was to speak, I had to pray to see if I was fit to speak as well as the message to speak on. And I heard five words in response. And that was focus on God when free. So that is the title of my sermon today. And an opening question is how much free time do you think you have on a daily basis? Statistically speaking, you likely have enough for God. Now, the Bureau of Labor Statistics in an annual time use survey of 2019 found that on average, we spend 2.5 hours a day watching TV alone. Now, that's not all the free time we have. Mix in other leisure activities, and the average American has a whopping five hours a day of free time. Now, that's a lot of time, and it's definitely time that can be allocated to God, which is what I'm here to talk to you about today. Now, I'd like to start it off with a scripture, and it tells you to follow the will of the Lord. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Look carefully, then, how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's pretty straightforward. Understand what the will of the Lord is. Time is a resource and it's scarce. We should be using it wisely. Now, what is the will of the Lord? And there's also scripture for that. According to 1 Thessalonians 5, 15 through 22, see that no one pays back evil for evil, but always try to do good to each other and to all people. Always be joyful, never stop praying. And I do want to point out here, That if you haven't begun praying, you should start. Because you can't have the expectation of never stopping to pray if you haven't begun. You can begin with five minutes a day. As my dad had preached on at one point, he kept getting woken up at 5 a.m. And he knew this was something abnormal. So he started to pray. Five minutes. And then at a later time, you go to 10 minutes. And then at a later time, you go to 15 minutes. Or you could be an abnormal case like my dad where he heard to go and pray an hour a day. But... You got to start before you get to the never stopping. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies, but test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. Stay away from every kind of evil. So pray. Set it in your schedule whenever you have free time, because statistically, you do have time to pray. Statistically, you do have time for God. And you may be an abnormal case. You may have a really strict and tight schedule, and you don't know where you'll fit it in for God. I had a similar occurrence as this, a really intense season in my life. Yet each and every day, maybe there were a couple exceptions, I prayed. And it was for an hour a day. And I'll say this, even though I had a very strict schedule, I found prayer to be the most productive time of my day. Now, that's a really interesting statement to make. 
because my days were spent intensively studying or practicing, intensively preparing, yet I say prayer was the most productive part. Now, I say this because prayer changed me. At the beginning of this intensive season, it was with a group of people, and I considered myself to be on the lower rung, you could say, but by the end, I finished in advance. See, prayer provided me with not only the confidence, but the capabilities. I saw what I prayed for coming to pass, and I believed it too. I went in there, and I knew hmm, that this prayer is the only thing that's going to get me through this. Because while Jesus says not to worry about tomorrow, because today has enough worries, the worries of each day was really getting to me. And there's more things you can do apart from just prayer. As Katie Neep suggests, you can read books about God. Theological books help us articulate biblical ideas. History books help us understand biblical events as the reliability of the Bible. Poetry or fiction can help us too, as Jesus used creative illustrations and stories. That's not all she suggests. She also suggests to invite another Christian to be a part of it, as we see Christ uniquely reflected off of all of us. And there's even a Bible verse that speaks of this, Proverbs 27, 17. As iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. Now that means you need to get somebody who's also in the same mindset as you, somebody else who is iron, because iron and wood don't both sharpen each other. I mean, there's other verses too. One will take a thousand, two will take 10,000. Partnerships are powerful. Get you one. Of course, there's more to it. She also suggests to listen to the Bible or your favorite worship songs. And lastly, to watch what God is doing around you. And Pastor Charles had preached about this at one point as well, that if you look for God in your life, the little things, you'll find them. Even if it's getting the last hot plates of the day, you'll find the good things. (laughs) And something to point out is why we do what we do. Why do Americans spend two and a half hours a day watching TV, five hours a day in leisurely activities? And it's likely due to lack of purpose. See, lack of purposeful action that's fueled by emotional reaction. This can create a feedback loop of reoccurring emotional actions, whether it be picking up a controller, picking up a remote, or whatever you use to simply cope, to let the time pass and try and get through it fast. But the thing about this is, it always makes us wish for more free time. Even though the suggested amount of free time is definitely less than five hours, when we spend it doing these leisurely activities that are simply emotional reactions, we always end up wishing for more. And even if we spend more, it still doesn't fulfill us. Hmm. And agreeing with this, author Laura Vanderkam, for instance, suggests that the problem is often that we're not thoughtful enough about our free time. We need to make more active and intentional use of our hours, and that would make them count more. Hmm. This is another reason to fill your time purposefully seeking God. Spend your time purposefully focusing on God. You've got to control your mind, control your actions, and it'll let you better control your time. Hmm. And this is supported because by nature, we want to do these things even if they're not effective. A lot of times we see ourselves doing things we know aren't actually good for us, yet we keep doing them. And Romans 8 verses 5 through 7 states, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Spirit controls your mind, leads to life and peace. Hmm. It's lovely. 
Who in here wants life? Who in here wants peace? Well, the word just gave you how to get it. (laughs) Focus on God in your free time. It doesn't end there. And it states, for the sinful nature is always hostile to God. It never did obey God's laws, and it never will. If you don't change from your nature, if you don't control your thoughts, control your actions, control your heart, it'll never change. You've got to change it. And again, statistically speaking, you've got the time. (laughs) And additionally affirming this, Romans 12, 2 states, don't copy the behavior and the customs of the world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. But I'll tell you this, it's real easy to not choose God. (laughs) It's abundantly easy to not choose God. We have our nature going against us. We have the world going against us. We have all these easily accessible things going against us. You may want to read the Bible on your phone, then you get a notification from a social media app, and you find yourself spending hours on there instead. It's hard to choose God, and we find ourselves unconsciously not choosing God. If we don't set a time, if we don't create the habits, it doesn't even cross our mind. When we put him to the back of our mind, without it even being a thought, really, or quickly shot down one, I'll do that later. God understands he's timeless. You know, tomorrow, I'll handle that. And then tomorrow, we say again, tomorrow, I'll handle that. You almost always have to be spending time with God for this transformation. Most of y'all raised your hand saying you wanted life and you wanted peace. The answer, the solution, the way to get to it is to spend time with God. Got the five hours, it's there. And in your free time, you may be seeking something as a remedy for a larger pain. And I want to use an analogy that my dad used in a sermon from before I was even born. And he said, you may want to take Advil. That's the want that you express on the outside. In reality, you want to get rid of the headache. You want to get rid of the head pain. And by taking Advil, you don't actually do anything about the real problem. All you do is temporarily numb it. Once the Advil wears off, the pain is back. You didn't do anything about your actual condition. And this can be how it is in our leisure a lot of times, where we find ourselves wanting to avoid something, want to be caught up in distractions so we don't have to face a bigger problem. Yet God can provide the solutions. And sometimes these solutions are perspectives. Say your problem is anxiety. You want to distract yourself on whatever is to come or needs to be done soon, so you procrastinate. What does Jesus tell us? Jesus tells us not to worry about tomorrow because today has enough worries of its own. And whenever we start thinking about, well, I'll handle tomorrow when tomorrow comes, but I got to do what I got to do today. And it's probably going to be better for me to do what would be worrisome tomorrow today if I can. That way, I don't have to deal with that discomfort. It hits the problem at its roots. Now, not all the solutions are mentalities. Sometimes we got to seek God in prayer and not the word to receive deeper revelation, deeper understanding, or we may need strength. But I'm telling you that God has the solutions to your problems. They may not come immediately. A lot of figures in the Bible had to wait. When we looked at Joseph, Joseph had to wait 13 years and he didn't even have a specific promise. There are other figures that had to wait longer, but they had a genuine idea of what they were waiting for. Joseph didn't know, but he waited anyway. He was obedient. Anyway, he sought God in his free time, and he had a lot of it because he was a prisoner. (laughs) See, affirming this, Matthew 7, verses 7 through 11, tell us 
about when we seek, we will find. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And the one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask him? This still requires time. Focusing on God when free. And again, statistically, you have a lot of free time. (laughs) And it's trusting in God as well. Coming to him with faith. Because I'll tell you this, focus is more than just time. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment. But it's also faith. Among all the other things that focus is, it's coming to God and trusting that he will bring this to pass. Reading his word and believing it is true. Looking at the biblical promises he has put for us and trusting that you will receive it. Because while Joseph didn't have a specific promise, and while you may not have a specific promise, there are biblical promises given unto us. The verse that Pastor James had spoken. You can say it again. He does good to all of those who, right, all of those who love him and live according to his purpose for them. There are promises for you in the Bible. And when you trust that they will come to pass, when you live in the light of God, and when you follow him in your free time, you receive it. But as I said, focus is more than just time. As my dad has spoken in his last sermon, he said, focus is time, intelligence, and energy. Tie. And I had spoken, and let me talk to you for a minute about it as well. AV, could you play video one, please? A lesson learned from my dad. Now, the T is time. You've got to put time into something in order to achieve a result. Whenever you're focused on something, you're allocating time towards it. Now, time is important, but we can't forget about intelligence and energy, i.e. Now, imagine this. An individual just stares at a basketball court for five hours a day. They're not going to become a better basketball player than somebody who for only 30 minutes a day spends the time actually playing. See, focus also requires intelligence and effort. One, to know that you need to do more than just look at a court to get better at basketball. And two, putting in the effort to actually accomplish it. An analogy that my dad once told me was, an excellent idea that is not executed or is executed poorly is worse than a mediocre idea that is executed excellently. And even to execute, you need some level of intelligence or some level of instruction. Tie. I suppose a relevant equivalent would be staring at the cover of a Bible for five hours a day. (laughs) So yes, focus is more than just time. It's intelligence. It's energy. What are you willing to give up to God? Is it just your time, but you want it to be easy? Because God didn't promise that we would have no trials. God promised that we would be blessed for enduring our challenges in Christ. What did Paul say? Paul said, I will boast about my challenges that I suffer for Christ. (laughs) It's lovely. And additionally, as Joel Stuckey had stated, a period of waiting may also be a time of preparation. While patience is important, it can actively have purpose. It can actively have meaning to bring you to your solution, preparing you to receive the ultimate answer, preparing you for what your blessing is, for what your promise is. Jesus was sent through the wilderness. Noah spent decades building an ark. 
Joseph was in prison for 13 years, and again, he didn't even know what his specific promise was. Periods of waiting can be periods of preparation. So even through the challenging times, the intense times, it doesn't mean that it's torture. It doesn't mean that you're just being made harder, but it can also be strengthening you for what is to come. If he can't trust you with a little, he can't trust you with a lot. But if he builds you up to that a lot, he's probably going to give it to you too. And this isn't about today, as I love to say, but about the grand scheme of eternity. Spending time with God now, because if you accept Jesus Christ, if you believe in your heart, you'll be spending eternity with him too. (laughs) And I want you to remember this. Even if it's hard to do today, tomorrow, and each and every day, Romans 8, verses 18. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Now is but a flash. Yesterday has already passed, and tomorrow, today will too. I believe as Joseph stated in one of his sermons, do today what will make your future self proud. Because as your present self, are you mad with some of the things your past self did? Because the you today will sometime be your past self, and there's no need to be consistently mad at what you could have changed. So with the free time you have, because again, statistically speaking, you have time for God. Spend it focusing on God. Focus on God when free, and he will set you free. As we can find ourselves slaves to our nature, slaves to sin. But there is liberty through Christ Jesus. This is my sermon. Thank you. Focus on God when free. And George is just really, for those of you who've been here at the Ark for a long time, you know George was spoken. His name was spoken when Christian was in the womb. My wife was pregnant with him, and I just heard God speak the next two, Christian and George. I said, George? (laughs) You all know the story behind that. So the point is, God knows what is to be before the seed is even planted. And I remember when George first started, he and Jamie were both ordained at the same time. He was nine years old. And I had pressed surprise sermon, and one of George's sermon came up, and I just... A lot of things so that I could preach them again. We're listening to brothers on the That was one of his first sermons. And you hear what his voice sounds like then? I've learned a lot of things so that I could preach them again. That was one of his first sermons. And I remember God telling me when he started, I wanted to teach him some things. And he said, nope, don't you teach him anything. I'm going to train him. And he listens and he hears and and we got a set of youth coming up that's serious. And I am so thankful because so many, beyond this body, so many churches don't know what they're going to do when the pastor leaves. And by leave, I mean not just retire, I mean just leave. They don't know what they're going to do. I am so thankful that we've got a generation of youth coming that I can see why God says your next church is going to be 4,200 seats because I don't think we may be able to fill it up, but they can So I can see what's coming. But God knew what was coming before the seed was even 
planted. He knew the name of it. He knew the nature of it. And you sometimes can just see the fruition when you are obedient. And obedience makes a huge difference. You can see that focus on God when free. You can see the benefits when you are obedient. Just like you can see those consequences when you are not obedient. Just as clear as it can be. So I thank George today for the message. Today actually was supposed to be Youth Sunday. So we had a Youth Sunday today and that's the way life is. You don't use wisdom. You be in the middle of a storm and you in the middle of the storm because you didn't use wisdom, because you didn't seek God. And when you seek God, God will just tell you something. Don't go there. Don't go there. I've had situations where God just don't go there. I don't even know why he told me not to go there. But I didn't go because I said, Lord, I don't want to find that. And I've had situations where God told me to go somewhere and a storm came. I remember once I was in Warm Springs in that little hotel and James called me and said, man, are you in Warm Springs? I said, yeah. He said, do you realize there's three tornadoes bearing down? I said, yeah, I ain't worried about it. God told me to come here. And I was in the hotel, little bed and breakfast, all alone with a little 70-year-old lady who ran the place. And she said, if you hadn't been here, I'd have been here all by myself. I said, we're going to be fine. I'm not even worried about that. But you've got to focus on God with your free time. We can focus on everything else. So I appreciate that message because all of us, I don't care how busy we are, we find time to do what we want to do. We just do. When you hear folks talk, I got this. No, you find time to do what you want to do. You find time to go where you want to go and do what you want to do. If it's somewhere you want to go, you get there. Even with COVID, you get there. So we find time to do what we want to do, to go where we want to go. Focus on God when free. And we do have a lot of free time. My son, George, I thank you for that message so much. And as I sat there and just watched George and Christian, both of you spoken together and both of you are now here, one playing and one preaching. God just knows, and he knows stuff that you would never even figure or imagine. And if you just follow God, one of the things George talked about was sometimes Joseph didn't even have the promise, but he stayed faithful. Pastor C. Elijah spoke about on his last message the two things that you need to do to please God. To believe that he is and to believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him, for those who focus on him. You can't please God if you don't believe God is going to reward you for focusing on him. Look, you can't make God happy if you don't believe God will reward you for focusing on him. You must believe that he is, and you must believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently or those who focus on him you can't even please God if you don't believe that I believe that I believe when I do what God tells me to do when I focus on God it's just something that just life just becomes beautiful and it doesn't necessarily happen on the outside this stuff happens on the inside so no matter what the situation is you just got a peace you got a joy 
It's just something that's just glowing on the inside of you because you focus on it. When you focus on God when free, it'll change your world. So, George, I thank you so much for that message. We need a constant reminder of this because we slip and we'll get on track, stay there for a few weeks, and then slip. But we don't slip on television. Have you ever noticed that? I rarely hear folk tell me, you know, I done missed watching TV for the last three, four months. You don't ever hear folks tell me, I done got off track with that. No, we don't slip on the world stuff. We only slip on the stuff that takes us higher into eternity. And my brother Dale's, his first music album was entitled, If You Slip, Don't Slide. So I thank you for getting us back on track just when we slip to constantly remind us focus on God Winfrey Amen George I'm going to come and ask you to close out if you want to make any type of call you may do so if you want to invite people to give their lives to Jesus whatever you want to do whoever you want to call up to help you if you want to do that however today is technically supposed to be youth Sunday even though we did have it last month because we shifted because I was in Spain. But God knew. And he had the message for today that God wanted delivered. Oh, let me just play that one more time where he was. You know, it's just amazing how you have developed. I mean, I'm not talking about just George. All of us, we have just developed. There's always a ghost that roams around in your mind. <laughs> because all your brothers, they're not afraid of them. But then you are. So what you like have to same, do? Like the same person, but it's the same person. God develops you. God grows you. And when you are with him, you will sound different as you walk with him. Well, yeah. Focus on God when free. <laughs> and for the altar call, I'm going to call Jamie up in a moment, but I do really just want to say, focus on God when free. And there's not much more to say. It's just a matter of if it's received. Because we can hear things. We can be told things dozens of times, and it's 12 right now, but that doesn't mean we apply them to our lives. So I just hope that everybody under the sound of my voice right now, if they're not doing it already, that they will focus on God when free. Because it's one thing to hear, it's a whole nother thing to listen. So Jamie, if you would. All right, amen, amen. That was an awesome message. And I can even say for the moment I started actually focusing on God, it wasn't necessarily that I wanted to. So a lot of you may not want to, but it started off as a discipline. Setting a time and saying, God, this is your time. Not letting anyone else take a hold of that time but God. And you will begin to see God move in other times that you are not even with him. You begin to see that you want to be more with him, that you want him more in your life. You want to spend more time. So if there's anyone out there today where you know that you've been slacking, you know that you need to be giving God more time than you've been giving him right now, that you, you need him in your life because we all need him. And if you just want to declare to God today that, God, I'm ready to give you more time. 
God, I'm ready to give you my life. I'm ready to give you everything that you want. I want you to just come before the altar today to make this public declaration before everyone that you are willing and able to give God everything that you have, such as time. And sometimes it's not even about the time you may spend alone and maybe the time that you, when you're around other people, are you giving them God whenever you're around them? Are you showing them who God is? That they're can be something that God needs you. That's your time with him. You're giving it to someone else that needs it. So everyone here today, I just want you to repeat after me. Just say this from the bottom of your heart. Actually say this to God. Don't just say it just to say it, but actually believe in your heart that you are ready for a change. Don't worry about anybody else around you, but just worry about you and God. So say, dear heavenly father, I thank you, God, for giving me this opportunity. You've allowed me, God, to put you behind. But God, I'm ready to make you first in my life. God, I pray that you will free up some of my time. Whether that be from work or anything else. Because God, I'm ready to give you everything. I pray, God that as I give you more of my time, that God, you will give me more of you. And Father, I love you. And I pray that you forgive me for not giving you more time. And God, I will continue to seek your face above all else. And it is in Jesus' name. Amen. You guys to take this not just a as a saying, but actually go home and start off with small time, five minutes, ten minutes, until God pulls you more and more. So hallelujah. You are listening to Brothers of the Word.com. This was the message titled Focus on God When Free by George Bronner. This message is number 4096. That's 4096. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 4096 to a friend, go to Brothers of the Word.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to brothersoftheword.com often because, brother, you need the word. Brothers of the word.